Respected, honorable, beloved ulama, beloved elders and brothers in Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Anbiya makes a declaration with regards to our Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have not sent you but as a rahma to the entire universe. Just on the surface of this, subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions 16 anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. The 17th personality, Sayyida Maryam, Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam. And then Allah wa ta'ala makes this declaration, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِ cannot go into the details of the ni'mats that Allah wa ta'ala had bestowed upon the other anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam in the surah. But when we look into this quality of compassion and rahmah of our Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and how close it comes to this ummah لَقَدَ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِّنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ 
ایک with us on the day of qiyamah that is the implication of this ayah not just the act and the deed but nonetheless that's not the discussion when this ayah is revealed whoever brings one deed allah will multiply it by 10 our rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam lifts his hands and he makes dua to allah Oh Allah, increase for my ummah. As though 10 is good, but 10 is not what I would desire for my ummah. Look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is ar-Rahman and ar-Rahim. His compassion is not only in this month, the first 10 days, the days of Rahmah, the middle 10 days, the days of Maghfirah. These are the days. But that doesn't alter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's quality of love and Allah ta'ala's quality of compassion and mercy upon this ummah. They Allah's Habib, the lover is talking to the beloved and he's saying, Allah increase for my ummah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala acknowledges Allah ta'ala reveals the ayah Mathalul ladhina yunfiquna amwalahum fi sabilillah Kamathali habbatin ambatat sab'a sanabil Fi kulli sumbulatin mi'atu habbah The gist of the ayah 700 times reward Verse 10 Look at that multiplication Not 20, not 40, not 100 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes it directly to 700 Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa may have realized Allah's Rahmah is descending This is the matter of my ummah He says to Allah, Allah increase for my ummah Allah increase for my ummah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals the ayah Man dhalladhi yuqridu allaha qardan hasana Fayudha'ifahu lahu adha'afan kathira Whoever gives Allah a loan For sake of Allah You know it is going to be preserved by Allah Look at the mode of the speech changes. Then Allah will multiply adha'afan kathira 
a number of times numerous times now there is this multiplication that comes into being allah doesn't say how much allah's nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam once again seizes this opportunity and he says allah accepted increase for my ummah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says innama yuwaffa as-sabirun ajrahum bi ghayri hisab innama yuwaffa as-sabirun ajrahum bi ghayri hisab certainly allah will grant completely to as-sabirun bi ghayri hisab without any counting any accountability Allah will just grant. Now just very quickly this word as-sabirun. Very often we take this word sabr into our colloquial, our vernacular languages and we believe that sabr is synonymous to complacency, not to do. But sabr has three dimensions and very quickly one dimension is to persevere in the total obedience of Allah secondly to refrain and keep away from the disobedience of Allah and we are in this month of Ramadan a month in which we keep away from that which otherwise Allah had made permissible for us and that is hence the topic and the discussion that how do we pave this way towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this month of Ramadan there's a great amount of abstention refrain but together with that we need to from those things that Allah has made haram upon us I'll come back to that in a second and the third aspect is when there is some calamity difficulty that we are afflicted with then we turn to Allah and we hold on to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we speak about a soul when we speak about fast Imam Ghazali has expressed that there are three fasting there are three stages of fasting fasting of three different groups of people and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us that we are amongst the higher levels in these ranks he says one is the fast of the ordinary believer my fast that we merely abstain from eating and drinking marital relationship from sehri to iftar and that's it that's it where that is where the general person would stop but he says take it one notch higher the fast of the salihin the fast of those pious slaves of allah that they do not only abstain from these three aspects between sehri and iftar but is a continuation of a fast they keep away and they abstain from the disobedience of allah for the rest of their lives allah grant that to us then the third of the anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam they were obviously masoom sinless so there's no issue of sin but what the anbiya did they didn't only abstain from these three items but the anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam made sure their heart was cleansed and nothing besides allah entered their hearts it was only allah and i'll just make reference to sayyidina ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam when he was in that fire and jibril alayhi salatu wassalam came what was the question did my allah say that's it allah grant us 
that only Allah dwells in this heart of ours. In the hadith of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam, on the aspect of abstinence, keeping away from what is halal in this month of Ramadan, let's try and go a little further. In the Mubarak hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam says that certainly you do not leave anything for my sake, for the sake of Allah. But Allah will change what you have left for something that is better for you. There are many aspects of our lives that I also need and each one of us need to introspect. And we need to see what comes between myself and Allah. In the Quran Sharif, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salatu wa salam. وَوَهَبَنَا لِدَاوُدَ سُلَيْمَانِ نِعْمَ الْعَبْدِ إِنَّهُ أَوَّابُ إِذُ عَرِضَ عَلَيْهِ بِلَعْشِيهِ الصَّافِنَاتُ الْجِيَادِ The gist of it is, on one occasion, Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salatu wa salam calls for his well-bred horses. Horses that will be used to emerge and go out in the path of Allah. And he begins the process of inspection, which in itself is an ibadah. Breathe a horse, to rear a horse, to inspect it, all of that is an aspect of ibadah. It is being done for the sake of Allah. But some ulama have written that in the time of Sulaiman alayhi salatu was salam, Allah had made the asr salat a nafal salah, an optional salah for Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salatu was salam. And being engrossed in the inspection of these horses, Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salatu was salam begins to lose track of time. And the result is that that asr salah that was nafal was delayed. It was just delayed. Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salatu was salam realizes, performs the asr, calls once again for these horses, understanding well that like how in this ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we have the sacrifice of animals, of cows and buffaloes and whatever else. Horses would be slaughtered in those days in the name of Allah. He slaughtered each and every one of these horses in the name of Allah because it came between me and my Allah. Brothers, it was an issue of a nafal salah. It was an issue of a delay. But there was something that came between Allah and myself. I look into my heart, into my life. It is the time of Zuhar. It is sometimes the time of Zuhar is leaving. It is the time of Fajr. It is sometimes the time of Fajr that is going to almost expire. But we have sometimes in our minds more important commitments. If I don't do the deal now, it will never get done. What comes between me and Allah needs to be removed. And then we will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opening and Allah ta'ala paving this pathway between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers, on the topic of Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam, we know that he 
had reconstructed Al-Aqsa. And with the happenings and the crisis of Al-Aqsa, let us always keep it in our hearts. May Allah tabaraku wa ta'ala free Al-Aqsa from the hands of the oppressors. May Allah grant them hidayat if hidayat is ordained for them. And if not, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroy them. Brothers and friends, just by the way, when Sulaiman alayhi salatu was salam had completed the structure of Al-Aqsa, he had by way of a shukr to Allah, by way of an appeal, he slaughtered 20,000 cows and about 40,000 goats, all in appreciation that Allah allowed him to complete this task. It is a privilege for a believer to build anything for the sake of Allah, a greater privilege to build a house of Allah, and the greater privilege to build Al-Aqsa. At that time, Sayyidina Suleiman alayhi salatu wasalam made dua for the people that will visit Al-Aqsa. The first dua, O oh Allah, whoever enters Al-Aqsa and makes tawbah, admitting to you, O oh Allah, that I am wrong, Allah forgive him to the extent like the day his mother had given birth to him. Can we understand this foresight of a person thousands of years? The second, O oh Allah, whoever enters Al-Aqsa with Iman, grant that person peace and safety from every form of danger. Number three, O oh Allah, whoever enters Al-Aqsa in a state of want and need, Allah fulfill his needs. O oh Allah, whoever enters Al-Aqsa, whilst they are ill, ailing and sick, Allah grant them shifa. And then the last dua is something that is thought-provoking. Allah have mercy upon those that enter Al-Aqsa who have never committed zulm and atrocities to others. Brothers, that's something else that we need to leave out in our lives. And we have to give it up for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nonetheless, coming back to our topic, ulama have written with regards to Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam, when the suggestion is being made that Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam would be imprisoned and should be imprisoned, innocent, no fault of his. Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam beseeches Allah and he says, Rabbi sijnu ahabbu ilayk. Rabbi sijnu ahabbu ilayya mimma yad'oonani ilayk. Oh my Allah, the life of the prison is preferred by me, is more beloved to me than the invitation that is being extended to me. The invitation is that of promiscuity, zina, shamelessness. And Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam to this point, that there is no way it was between Zulaikha and I. Now the women of Egypt are also very open about this. And perhaps he's a Nabi of Allah, he's masoom, he's sunnah, but perhaps I may be lured into this. Allah, I give up them. I give up my life of freedom to have a life that is modest, a chaste, and a pure life. Ulama has written, Mufassirin have written that in lieu of that, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had granted Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam the sovereignty of the land of Egypt. When he gave up his freedom for the sake of Allah. Friends, we need to look at our own ills, our own sins. We need to look at our own downfalls. What are those factors that come between myself and Allah? What are those locked doors, those barriers on this path between Allah and myself? And we know, we walk to Allah, Allah runs towards us. In one hadith, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa said that that person that carries out an intention, he makes an intention for a good deed, Allah rewards him one. He carries it out, Allah rewards him ten. He makes an intention of an ill deed. Allah says to the malaika, watch my slave. If he leaves that sin, that intention, if he leaves it for my sake, for my fear, grant him a reward in view of that. Who in this world is going to pay us to do nothing? Nonetheless, the kitabs of hadith, there's an incident of a person by the name of Kifal. And this is now the run-up to the last 10 nights of Ramadan. Obviously, we would not squander the time between now and the last 10 nights. But one aspect that is required for all of us is to endure in our turning towards Allah. Kifal was a wealthy person and he had a cousin. She was in need and she goes to this cousin of hers, Kifal, and she asks for her need. She wanted a few points. Kifal gives her her requirement. But then he invites her to the most illicit of all deeds. And that is of zina. This woman, because she is in that state of need, she does not know what to. Do. She does not know what to do. Back home, there is poverty, impoverished situations. Over here is what I require is available. But this comes with this attachment, this condition. This woman says to Kifal as he is approaching her, Ya Kifal, ittaqillah. Kifal. Fear Allah. It takes that one statement of a human. Hidayat comes into the heart of Kifal. He gives her her money. He tells her go. And in the darkness of night all alone, he makes Tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What a Tawbah that was. That night Kifal leaves this world. He passes away. In the morning, the Bani Israel, his people, see that the door of Kifal is not open. They begin to wonder what has happened. And eventually, somebody goes into the home of Kifal and as they approach the door, written up is قَدْ غَفَرَ اللَّهُ لِكِفْلٍ Allah has forgiven Kifal that is inscribed on the door or the wall above the door. Allah has forgiven him. And why does Allah do this? Because he was a mean person and possibly and probably people would have hesitated to make his janaza and do whatever. Brothers and friends, in conclusion, insan, humans will judge us by our sins. Allah will judge us by our tawbah. The days and nights, let us turn to Allah, seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah wa ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq, ability to practice. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create conditions of ease for our brothers and sisters. 
and our children in Al-Aqsa Al-Quds and wherever the Ummah is suffering, wherever is ill and sick, Allah grant Shifai Kamil Ajil Mustamir and all the Marhumin, Allah Ta'ala grant them the highest of Jannatul Firdaus. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi